Hello, hello, and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Knipe, and today we have a very special episode. Our first ever guest, who is not a member of my family, someone who I dearly look up to, and her name is Brooke Gilmore. If you don't know Brooke, she is the wife of Eric Gilmore. He has a ministry called Sonship International. They do amazing work where they just teach the church about the presence of God and abiding with him and what that looks like. And I really believe that the message that they are preaching to the church is something that we need in this hour. We are desperately needing simplicity and we are needing to fall back in love with Jesus in our lives. And so if you wanna check out their ministry, it is Sonship International. You can find messages, worship sessions, etc., all online on YouTube as well. In this episode, I also mention that Brooke was in a podcast episode with Michael Miller, and that episode deeply blessed me. So if you want to check that out, I will go ahead and link that in the description as well as Sonship International. That way you can check out both of those resources and find out more about Brooke and Eric's ministry. Absolutely amazing, and I am so, so thankful for them. Today's episode is going to be an interview that I just had with Brooke, and it blessed me so, so much. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Already Loved Podcast, an interview with Brooke Gilmore. Enjoy! Everybody and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Nipe, and today we have a very special guest, our first ever guest on the pod, somebody that I look up to dearly and whose family has just blessed me so much. Everybody, please welcome Brooke Gilmore. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to publicly honor you. We know each other you know, it's a really small world because I went to school with your girls in middle school for a little bit. There was a little bit of overlap. Um, yeah. And then in high school, actually, I was just learning about like the presence of God and the concept of sonship. And then I stumbled upon your husband's ministry, which is literally mm-hmm. Sonship International. Um, and I feel like it was around that time that I found out we had similar circles from our community and mm-hmm. I got to meet you through my old workplace, which is just such a blessing and such a cool, um, cool little thing. But yeah, when I found out that I knew you guys, I honestly was like, not like starstruck, but I was definitely (laughs) shocked. It's so funny. Yes. It's just so cool. And yeah, I have been just watching your family from afar and just seeing, you know, the type of family that you guys have is the kind of family that I want to have when I get older. Um, And your girls are so sweet and like so insanely talented too. (laughs) They are so talented and they do not get it from me. Yeah. And I remember hearing just one um, podcast episode from Michael Miller's <laughs> podcast, Upper Room Convos, and uh, you and Eric were on it. And honestly, it was just one episode, but I was just so blown away by just the grace and the wisdom that you have when you talk about the Lord. And that's just that's when I knew I was like, I need to like meet this woman. I need to have her on the <laughs> Yeah. So thank you so much for being on here. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. I'm honored to be your first guest. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that's like the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. But yeah, so we always start with the song recommendation of the day. So do you have a song recommendation for us? Ooh, um, a song. I was thinking about this and I honestly don't have 
one particular song right now. Um, sometimes I do. That's like just on repeat, just yeah. like that season, you know, where you're like, that's my song. I don't have that right now. Um, but I'm very much a uh, upper room live prophetic worship yes. lover. Like it's just, there's something so refreshing about listening to music that's living as opposed to like a yeah. studio recorded edited yeah. perfection you know i just life. love the live spontaneous stuff it just yeah. feeds my soul so i would say that like just spontaneous spontaneous worship yeah. oh i love that and i literally so relate to that i feel like there's so something about you know when you're listening to something and it you know that it was like off the cuff there and but it's still yeah. to you now like that's so oh yeah oh it's so cool and yeah I love that I definitely definitely agree um but yeah so briefly could you give us just a little bit of background on your walk with the Lord and what that has looked like yeah um so the short version is I grew up in church um I went to Calvary Assembly mm -hmm. um uh, assemblies of God. So I grew up, you know, in that vein and fell away from the Lord, like senior year of high school. Um, I would say growing up, it was just kind of like a default setting. I didn't know any different. So it was like, yeah, God is real. Jesus died for my sins, da, 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 da. you know, kind of robotic and just like on autopilot, but I never really like had a relationship on my own. Yeah. Um, I just knew stuff and Bible stories and whatever. And then I fell away from the Lord um, and just, you know, just was, made stupid decisions, partied and all that stuff. Um, and then the Lord spoke to me very clearly one night um, when I was like partying with my friends and I didn't hear an audible voice, yeah. but I felt I heard, I like, I heard words in my heart wow. and I knew that I knew that I knew that the Lord was saying to me, this is not who you are. Mm. And it hit me like an arrow, like he just speared my heart and I had like clarity and I was like, this is like, I, 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 it's like, I saw my sin and I was like, this is not who I am. And so, uh, Eric, my husband at the time was attending Bronzeville Revival School of Ministry. Mm. It was uh, in Pensacola, Florida, and he had graduated um, and the Lord called me to go there. Uh, so I went there for a year. And since then, it's really just been uh, a lot of unlearning wow. and a lot of um, allowing Jesus to reveal himself to me of how he really is and not how I saw him. Cause I saw him through the lens of condemnation, religion, yeah. um, as opposed to the person and who he is and what he's like. And so really for me, it's just getting better and better and better. Yes. Yeah. Like the more there's no, I mean, there's no end to him. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just keeps going on. So the more I know him, uh, the better it gets. 
Wow. Oh, I love that so much, man. <laughs> I'm like moved. right now. <laughs> Man, I love that though. Like not knowing the religion, but knowing the person like that, right. That is something that I think would solve all of our problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh man, that's so good. Thank you for sharing. I think that perfectly goes into what we're talking about today. We're talking about first love. And I was thinking about, well, first I was reading the word and like trying to like look at all my highlights. And I realized that it doesn't ever mention the words first love, except for in (laughs) revelation. (laughs) So I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) we want to like break into revelation today. (laughs) No, but um, no, I think the whole, the whole Bible is just talking about first love because Jesus is our first love. And I had some thoughts about it. When I think about first love, I think about like the honeymoon stage where you're like, oh, I never want to leave your side. Like I'm going to be with you forever. Um, And it's kind of like that spiritual high, you know, Mm -hmm. like not striving in your own strength, but resting in his love. And I really believe that this is what it's supposed to be like with the Lord always. And Mm -hmm. so that whole like grit your teeth and like strive, whatever Christianity, which I think like sometimes we will um, inadvertently preach you know, without knowing that we're preaching that it, that's not what it's supposed to be like, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I truly believe that returning to first love is what would solve literally all of our problems. Yeah. Um, you know, when we just remember who it's about and keep the main thing, the main thing, we don't get caught up in all of the trivial issues and the distractions. Um, and that's, you know, kind of what you were talking about in in your testimony. So that's so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. but yeah, so the first question that I have for you is what would you describe first love Jesus as and how have you experienced it in your life? You kind of already said it, but yeah. Bad. So first love, like you just mentioned, you I think a lot of people immediately think honeymoon stage. Um, you know, you're in a lot of services where people are like, you know, think about when you first met the Lord and yes. you know. And I think there definitely is that like sweet kind of like a high period when you get born again, because I mean, you're dead in your sin and then he breathes life into you. So obviously you're going to be, you're a new creation in the Lord. So you, I hope you feel different. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But over the years when I would hear some people talk about first love in that sense, I kind of like got irritated. And I was just like, because in my experience, it, like I said, the love has deepened. Yeah. Um, and my, my roots have deepened in the Lord and the foundation is firm. And I think, you know, every day it requires, like he's always going to be wooing us, but every day it's going to require a response from us. And I think just like in marriages or relationships, it's like there is a responsibility for you two to keep the flame burning and to keep the embers hot. You know what I mean? It's not like you're, you meet, you fall in love. Cause I trust me, I've been there like, can't eat, can't sleep, feel like you're going to throw up kind of love. Like Eric and I were, we met very young. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that feeling like sick in love, love sick. I have experienced it, you know, so and while that is amazing and beautiful, and I'm so glad that I got to experience that mm-hmm. like naturally with with my husband, um, I love where we're at now wow. more. Um, like we've been married 18 years, mm. known each other way longer than that. And that, you know, there was just a bunch of trivial stuff, even in the midst of like that honeymoon phase and just a lot of immaturity. And I think it's like that with Christians. Like when you meet the Lord, wow. you're an infant in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to remain childlike, but then, you know, you do graduate to meat instead of milk. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes. in that sense, you are, a, you are a baby in the Lord. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, that's been an interesting thing for me personally in my heart, because when I think about when I first met the Lord, it's amazing. But I think I don't, I honestly don't want to go back to that. Like, I like where I am now. I want to know him more. I want to go deeper. And so first love for me personally, is <clears throat> keeping Jesus on the throne of my heart. Wow. First love to me is he is all, all the time over everything, you know? Um, so when I think of first love, instead of thinking when I first met him, mm. I've, I've kind of like, look, I look at it differently now. I'm like, is he, is he number one? Is he above everything? Am I putting something in place of him? You know what I mean? So that's how I see first love. Wow. Oh, that is so, so good. I (laughs) love that you were talking about, you know, that feeling of love sickness, but you love it where you are with your husband now more. And like, that is such a beautiful picture of like our walks with the Lord, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I do think about where I was when I first met the Lord and like, yeah, it was great that he swept me up from there, but like, I don't want to go back there, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but that's so good, man. Amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that kind of goes into the next question about, you know, I think the modern church very much does preach that, you know, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Um, but the world is so full of following your feelings. And so how mm-hmm. do you balance your walk with the Lord uh, without falling to either extreme of either all religion or all feelings? Mm-hmm. Well, growing up uh, under the heaviness of religion, mm-hmm. um, I'm very conscious to stay away from it. So if if ever I feel like a heaviness or, you know, if I'm listening to something, someone preaching or and it just it isn't it doesn't have the breath of God on it. I'm very careful to guard my heart yeah. because it was such a it was such a dark hole for me, you know, yeah. like just living under that, you know, weight. Um, and just remembering Jesus is a person. He's yeah. a live like he's alive and he's speaking always. Yeah. And as far as feelings go, I think people can take that to an extreme because, you know, we have to stand on the word of God, you know, despite our feelings, no matter what's going on um, in our worlds. We can't give into the fears and we can't give into the doubts and the unbelief and stuff like that. So when we're feeling, you know, all of those things, we go back to the word and we stand on it 
and we choose to believe it. We choose to put our trust in it. But on the same, on the same token, I think it's very important to understand that, you know, God made us with senses and feelings and the ability to feel his person, to feel his presence, you know, and it's not always going to be like these crazy experiences, like where you're falling down or, and I totally believe in being slain in the spirit. I totally believe in healing. I totally believe in all of that stuff. Um, And I come from a like a circle where a lot of people chase that kind of stuff, you know, and if they're not experiencing that, then, you know, they're not like, God's not real and, you know, whatever. So, but I do believe wholeheartedly that when you are with the Lord, you should always sense his presence wow. and his presence is love and peace and joy and kindness. Like all yeah. of the things in Galatians, the fruit of the spirit, it's who he is. It's like when I'm with you, I experience your person, you know, I can sense, you know, your kindness and your sweetheart and your joy, you know what I mean? So it's like, when you do spend time with the Lord, mm. you should experience him as a person and everything that comes along with him you know what i mean so it's like it's a loaded question i just think um i think honestly i think the more that you're with him and the more you know him the more you recognize his presence the more you become aware less aware of yourself and your feelings Mm. wow yeah that is so so good man i definitely you know, find a lot of my story in that where I've been on both ends of the spectrum. Like I've been in all religion where it's like, you know, read your Bible three times a day at 2 PM. Yeah. That pressure. And I love that you said it's a heaviness because it really is like a burden. Yeah, um, it is. And then I remember when I was first awakened to the Holy spirit in high school, I was like all feeling like, it was like, Oh my gosh, like if I'm not falling on my face, in tears for three hours than it was before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you know it is beautiful and it's amazing when that does happen but I was relying yeah. on those signs for the mm-hmm. Lord to be there but really mm-hmm. he was there um and I think that you're right like it is kind of finding that happy medium and knowing that like yes you can sense his presence but it's not like it's not either like religion and it's not just a feeling it's not just like oh like well I feel good so I know he's here you know it's like mm-hmm. I can sense his peace, his presence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. man, that is so good. Um, you were mentioning earlier about, you know, keeping the fire burning for first love to, you know, continue. So how in your life do you keep the fire burning for Jesus when there are a lot of distractions? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people, that's like the main question that actually people ask. Wow. Even Eric, um, we do these schools of his presence and they're just like this one day intensive thing. And he just teaches about experiencing, experiencing the Lord on a, on a daily basis because it's so necessary, you know? Um, and honestly, the answer is so simple. It's just time with him wow. and continually keeping your eyes fixed on him. Mm. Um, locking eyes with him every day. What does that look like practically? It means 
setting, setting aside some time, like it doesn't have to be three hours. It doesn't have to be eight hours. You know, if you want to take a whole day and you can and be with the Lord, amazing. I think you should do it periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, but just taking time and just getting, a, getting realigned, like, wow, like sitting down and saying, Lord, I give you my heart worshiping worship is key i think we go we approach him with this long list a lot of the times you know like sometimes i'll sit down and i will write in my journal just because writing helps me get it out Mm. i'm not necessarily like praying for these things but i'm just it's just an act so i can feel like i've emptied myself of all of these crazy thoughts and feelings that i'm having so i can fully focus and just worship yeah and give my full attention to him Mm. i used to feel like prayer was a lot of talking but now my prayer is like completely silent (laughs) like i just sit with the lord and let my heart go up to him yeah and he always meets me um sometimes i use you know worship videos i just like the the live stuff that I was talking about, like spontaneous yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. He'll always lead me in, like into the scriptures and he'll always meet me yeah. when I give my attention fully to him. Sometimes I don't uh, spend a lot of time in the word because I'm just worshiping, wow. you know, just yeah. letting my heart go up, letting him fill me mm-hmm. and I think that's the only way you can keep the fire burning is continually giving attention to him. Yeah, that's so true. Cause it's like, not like we have to convince ourselves that he's good. He is good. We just have to look at him, you know? Right. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. That's so good though, man. I love that. And I think, you know, like I, I think about in my life, I'm like, wow, there is a common denominator to my mood and, or just like how my life is going with how many minutes did I spend worshiping him? Like how many, yeah. or did I even spend one moment looking at his face, you know, and really looking. And I think, yeah, like that is, that would be key for all of us, you know? Um, man, that's so good. Thank you. The last, well, actually I did, I did sneak in another question, Okay, <laughs> but the second to last question, uh, and you kind of, we're talking about this with first love, but I think there is, you know, kind of that difference between like, give it, like returning to first love, but then also giving him first place in your life. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're a mom, you're a wife, you are, you know, you have so many roles. So what does it mean for you to give Jesus first place in your life? Um, it means everything. <laughs> Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mess without him. <laughs> You know, I mean, I wear a lot of hats and um, it can get really heavy, you know, like if I told you the long list of things going on around us right now, you'd be like, wow, I don't even know. (laughs) Like it's it's really crazy. Like so putting him first is crucial. Wow. It's really crucial. He has to be. He has to be all, he has to be everything. Um, And you know, it's like life happens and 
I get busy and there are some times where like a couple days go by some, <laughs> let's be real longer than a couple days. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes honestly weeks will go by and I have not given him quality time. Wow. I'm like, I, I'm always thinking about the Lord. He's always in my thoughts. I'm always, you know, trying to feed myself somehow with like worship music or whatever, but that's not the same as giving him like, your undivided attention yes and i think we can get really hard on ourselves and i know i do like i feel like oh like he's probably just so disappointed in me and you feel the heaviness of your choice of neglecting your time with him yeah so then you don't go because you feel guilty and it just becomes this like cycle, you know, yes. but literally every time the, the second I sit down with my heart postured for him and to him, mm. he meets me and it's instant tears. And it's like, why did I wait so long? Like, you're so good. You know, his presence just envelops me and it's just this subtle, sweet, presence this love that i've never felt any other way wow not not from a person not from whatever it's like it's him and it's only him and only he can satisfy you like that and so yeah for me it's i gotta i gotta he's gotta be first (laughs) gotta be first or nothing's gonna be happening it's it's all or nothing it's all or nothing and uh Yeah, I have a crazy story about that, but maybe we can talk about that later. Like the Lord literally, the Lord literally gave me that phrase, all or nothing. And at first I thought, wow, that's kind of harsh, Lord, like all or nothing. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like, but honestly, when I went into the scriptures, it sounds kind of harsh for him, for like Jesus to be like, I want all or nothing, but you can't give him 98%. You can't give him 99.9%. Like when Eric proposed, I didn't respond with, yeah, so that sounds great. Um, I'll give you 97%, but there's this 3% that I just can't, I can't give you. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not what covenant is. That's what, that's not what marriage is. That's not what love is. I fully committed you know, myself to my husband. And so, wow. yeah, you got, you got to give it all. Yeah. That is so, so good. And I think what stops us from experiencing freedom, joy, peace, whatever we're looking for is because we're not surrendering at all, you know, mm-hmm. um, man, that is so good. <sighs> man, <laughs> I knew I was going to be blessed by this. <laughs> knew it. Um, but yeah, so that is so good. Lastly, is there any advice that you wish your high school college self could hear or advice that you would in high school college? <laughs> yes. Goodness gracious. Oh man. Um man, if if only I knew how good he was. Mm. If only I understood he just wants my whole heart like if if only i could grasp the simplicity of loving jesus and the simplicity of the gospel 
Wow. Oh, it would have saved me so much <laughs> pain and suffering, self-inflicted mostly, um, <laughs> just from unbelief and selfishness and pride and not looking at him. So if I could just go back to myself and just be like, just look at him, look at him, you know, and believe, believe he's good, you know, trust him. I would. Yeah. I would. That's so good, man. I think about so many times in my life too, where I'm like, man, if I just knew that like he was pursuing me and that like he's good and that's all that matters. Like, yes. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. I literally have simplicity tattooed in my arm because I, I just, I never want to forget how simple it is. I never want to forget the simplicity of Jesus because when we forget the simplicity, it gets real hairy and complicated and there's no peace in that. There's no joy in that. Yeah. That's so no freedom in that. Yeah. No, that's so true. I think like every time we try to add to Jesus, it just gets immediately like more complicated. Yeah. More peace. You know, it, it is really, truly that simplicity and just knowing and just being, you know, like simple, simple <laughs> words, simple yes. actions. He knows that we're children too, you know? And so he's going to talk to us in a simple way because that's, that's the only thing we can receive, you know? Right. Um, but man, that is so good. Well, thank you so, so much for your wisdom and for being on the pod. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thanks for asking me. I'm so honored. <laughs> thank you so, so much for tuning in. This was such an amazing episode and honestly blessed me so much. Like I'm definitely going to re-listen to this when I need to hear it. As always, if you aren't already following me on social media, go ahead and do so by following at KG Nipe or at Already Loved Podcast. And once again, I did link Sunship International as well as the podcast episode from Upper Room Convos with Michael Miller that Brooke was in. Both of those are in the description. So if you want to check those out to hear more about Brooke and hear more about the Lord, because that's what this is all about, that would be amazing. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving this podcast a follow maybe and listening to some of our other episodes. I have episodes coming out every Wednesday and they are a lot like the topics that we talked about with Brooke today. As always, share this with someone that you think it would bless and I hope that you guys have an amazing week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace out. Yeah.